What's up, cold weather bats people? This is Brandon Justice here to talk to you about our new partner here at CWB, and that is Prospect Center. Located in Clinton, Michigan, the Prospect Center is a baseball training facility that is available to all levels of baseball players, softball players, and teams. They've got an all-new field surf with three tunnels, six L screens, three field screens that are seven by seven, along with two pro-level pitcher mounds, an iron mic, a hack attack, and a hit tracks. So all the technology and amenities to provide for your individual training or team training. Owners Nick Capaferi and Mike Rice are in the building every day and can't be contacted directly for details at 586-649-7216. Again, Nick or Mike at 586-649-7216. Additionally, the Prospect Center is adding teams for the 2023 summer if you're looking to take your team to a facility that can provide training throughout the winter and then a schedule for the summer, contact Mike Rice with Prospects Baseball. to another episode of Cold Weather Bats. This is episode 39, and it is the regional slash super regional recap from this past weekend, and then previewing what's ahead for the final weekend, the final four. Uh, we're at East Lansing uh, this weekend. All the MHSAA's uh, final fours will be held there at uh, the Spartan Stadium. I don't know what's it called again. We always say it. McLaren or McLean. something. McLean. McLean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. whatever. I probably should have researched that before we started the show, but comic relief. Brian, how you doing? I'm great, man. It's, uh, we say, I've said this a couple times on the show, but like, this is the best time of the year. And I mean that at any given moment. Um, like I thought it was the best time of the year when the season was starting. And I thought it was the best time of the year when the weather finally started to warm up enough to where you could play every day. And now I sure as hell think it's the best time of the year. Cause we're in the final forward. Um, awesome awesome super regional round uh i agree with i I don't really mind the format of how they did it you know like like we talked about like regional semi on a wednesday regional final and quarterfinal on on saturday i that's fine i just do agree with coach greasebaum that we should rename it to sweet 16 elite eight final four like etc etc but with that being said awesome weekend of action i know you got to see one of if not the best uh, super regionals in the state take place. Uh, St. Mary's marches on. There's many other storylines that we'll talk about. Um, I thought that it wasn't as like wild slash upset filled as the district round was. I thought that more or less like the teams we expected to advance uh, at us a higher percentage advanced out of the super regional to the to the state finals. But with that being said, man. Hell of a weekend. I had fun watching it. I didn't do a very good job of working on Saturday. Like I'm in Hoover, or I was in Hoover, Alabama for a PG tournament and spent a fair bit of time in my car watching the prep uh, and, and staring at Twitter and refreshing and looking at Game Changer and keeping track of everything that was going on. But, uh, but yeah, man, hell of a weekend. We got one more. Yeah, one more weekend uh, of Michigan High School Baseball in 2022 and you know, I think next week we'll probably do something more of like a season review where we go over some things. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some awards or something of, of some sort. We'll, we'll figure something out. It'll be a good, long, recap-filled, uh, memoriam to the year type of episode. And uh, I think we're going, we haven't really discussed this yet, but I think after that we might do our little annual hiatus because we're both very busy people outside of the show. But we love the show. Uh, and I think we did a, a great job of it during the season after an off season where we were a little bit quiet. Um, but really, the reason it went so well was because this season gave us so much to talk about and the talent gave us so much to talk about. And we haven't been anything short of it in the playoffs. And you mentioned how uh, the, the regional was a little bit more chalk than uh, the district. And, you know, D2 was so hard to predict. I think we weren't going to be surprised with anything that happened in D2. 
Um, I think Northville going down in D1 was was really the biggest shock of the regional. But outside of that, I think you're right. I mean, the district was – you saw Edison, you saw Grand Blake, and or I'm sorry, you saw Liggett and Grand Blake. Obviously, Edison beating Liggett and now going on uh, to the Final Four as well. So, uh, yeah, things get interesting every week in the playoffs. <clears throat> but this is it. This is the final week. Uh, so it's time to get into it. We're going to start with D4. <clears throat> and work our way up uh, 2D1. And pardon my voice, uh, I called three games on Saturday, and then we did a show for an hour, and then the audio got deleted. So it's a true story. It's a true story. It's a true story. At like 11.30 Saturday night, we finished recording this episode, and Brandon said, hey, I have some bad news. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we are Monday morning trying again, uh, hopefully to, to get it out at Brando, uh, fun college baseball weekend too, like hell of a baseball weekend for stuff that we care about. Um, man, great time of year. And like you said, man, like it's, it's going to be, we're going to do another episode next week, season recap of sorts. We're going to try and decide who won between the three of us um, with Coach Kreisbaum as far as the team draft. We're going to try and see if we can figure out a way to decide who won the player draft with, with you, me, and Minnie McKay. Um, going to, yeah, talk about the season that was, et cetera, et cetera. I would like to do a um, lifting the veil off the recruiting process kind of episode. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people would, would be interested in tuning into. We have a, a, a guest in mind, um, a parent who has been through the recruiting process a couple times and has been on this show already. Uh, I think Mr. Mooney would be interested in coming on with us to talk about that. Um, but something we can do uh, as like a one-off special in the summer or something like that. And, and I know we're going to do some, some Twitter spaces stuff. We can talk about how guys are doing in summer ball, just do some catch-ups. But yes, as far as like full-on recorded episodes weekly, et cetera, et cetera. One or two more weeks of that, then we're going to go into uh, hibernation for the summer just because of uh, our schedules and what we do. And I'm, it's hard to record these from hotels because the Wi-Fi is inherently crappier than my the one, one at my home and blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of hard to haul this mic around places, blah, 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 blah. So we are, we are definitely going to do a better job of – uh, n- taking two or three months off and not taking like seven months off this year. So stick with us for that. But but either way, hell of a year. We appreciate everybody who's listened and followed and interacted and let us into your worlds and coaches who tag us and stuff on Twitter. Like all of that is huge. The listens are up. The clicks are up. It seems like people enjoy what we do. So we're definitely going to keep doing it, um, at least for the foreseeable future. But Brandon, not to wax too poetic, I, I, I do want to dive right into D4. So please, if you will. Well, in D4, we'll start at the top. And the top region was won by Whitmore Lake, who I can't confirm is a first-time uh, Final Four advancer, or whatever you want to call it, finalist. Um, but they are under new leadership, I think, a couple of years back, hired a new coach, um, and doing well. Obviously, clearly beating Britain Deerfield eleven to five. Before that, they beat Decatur three to one, and the game prior, uh, Mercy Litchfield eleven to one. So Whitmore Lake marches on in the top region. Uh, in the second region, you had Beale City beating Muskegon Catholic Central eleven to six. They beat Fowler twelve to one in six innings the the game prior, and then in the regional semifinal, beat Bear Lake five zero. So Beale City has really not had much much problems i don't see the box score here with catholic central but 11 to 6 seems like they handled uh muskegon cc pretty well who's a good team and a good program uh, so beale city marching on and then in the bottom of the region uh we've got two teams and one is familiar territory well both are familiar territory if you're a cold weather bad super fan uh if you're brian sikowski one means a lot and that is riverview gabriel richard and you want to talk about teams who haven't had much problems uh, lately, they beat Plymouth Christian 12 to three in the regional semi. Bay City All Saints, who they were a good team this year, um, ran through them 9-0. And then in the state quarterfinal or super regional, whatever you want to call it, they mercyed uh, Cardinal Mooney, who is 
without, I mean, you know, it goes without being said that they're a good team. We've talked about them on the show countless times. Had head coach Mike Rice on the show. Well, they mercy them in six innings, ten to nothing. So, uh, GR has really some teams like that that aren't expected to advance. And GR, I think, in D four was expected to to be a threat, but I think when you're going on a run like this, where you're, you're running through everyone. Uh, it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, this team is just getting hot at the right time. Uh, I, this is like a, a step above hot to run through Mooney 10-0, to run through Bay City All-Saints 9-0. Um, this is convincing. It, it's not one of those things where they're beating teams better than them by one or two runs. They're, they're running through teams. So uh, GR, to me, is kind of the favorite right now. And then in the, in the last part of the region here, uh, you had Rudyard, uh, Coach Billy Mitchell, the OG, uh, beating Johannesburg Lewiston. Nine to three, they beat Maple Maple City Glen Lake eight four and uh, Inland Lakes three zero prior to that. So, uh, Brian, I know you might want to start with GR, but start wherever you'd like with your thoughts on how D four shook out. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'll just go out, go ahead and say I don't know much about the top bracket here that Whitmore Lake came out of, so I'm not going to spend too much time there. I, Beale City was kind of the expectation to come out of their side. Uh, that's a consistently good program, like one of those small little city, old school, long time coach, like you know, like that type of program. It's like it's kind of like Gross Point South in that regard. Like you know what I mean? Like here's the, it's part of the culture of the city. Like, if you're going to go to Beale City High School and play baseball, you start playing Beale City-style baseball at 8 or whatever. Um, so that's pretty cool. Like, awesome to see there for them. Yeah, I mean, shouts out to Rudyard. Shouts out to Coach Mitchell. Uh, we talked about it on the show. The the man ran to East Lansing, like, did enough miles to run from Rudyard to East Lansing last spring or whatever it was. And uh, he DM'd me after Rudyard won the other day and was like, hey, man, I get to take a bus this year. I don't got to run. And I was like, hell yeah, buddy. Um, so, shouts out to them. Congratula- congratulations on a heck of a year so far. Final four for the Upper Peninsula. Shouts out to that. Uh, and they're, you know, they're beating good teams. Like, we don't we don't pretend to have a expert's understanding of what, you know, extreme northern Michigan slash Upper Peninsula baseball is like. But Coach Mitchell has done a great job of, like, giving us that information, uh, you know, disseminating it for us to understand things that we've never thought about before. But he said, like, he mentioned Inland Lakes earlier in the season. He mentioned Glen Lake. Like, those are teams that are good, that were known to be good. And Rudyard, here we go, baby. No problem. Um, so they're on to the Final Four, and they're going to run into a little bit of a buzzsaw here, I think, with the way GR's playing. And, and shouts out to my alma mater, of course. But they were D3 for the longest time. Won the D3 state title in 18. Moved down this year. Uh, took a while to get going. It's a small team. I think they have like 12 or 13 players. It's They had a couple injuries. They had some guys make deeper runs in basketball and hockey or whatever. So it kind of took them a while to get going. I, I don't even know if they played any games before spring break. And then it was a slow start, blah, 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 blah. But they're outscoring their opponents 53-3. to in the playoffs so far, in the five games, they are beating teams to sleep that we know are good. At Bay City All Saints was like twenty-eight and two. Uh, Cardinal Mooney we talked about as as a favorite for D four. Um, like these are the GRs just running through them. So it, it, they're clicking at the right time. They're playing at a high level. Um, I guess if 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 we're picking these, Brandon, I, I'm going to pick GR to come and come out of that semifinal. I'm going to pick Beale City to come out of the other side, and then. Uh, Homer pick or not, go Pioneers. I'm going to take Riverview Gabriel Richard to win their second state title in five years. Um, Second state title in four seasons because we didn't play in 2020. So Coach Mike Major, Coach Gino, Darren, friends of mine, um, congratulations to them. Hope they finish the job. And, uh, boy, I just would love for some support from the athletic department at my alma mater for the baseball team, which is consistently the best athletics program in the school, and yet nobody seems to give a shit. But that's a rant for another day. Uh, Brando, what do you got in D4? On that note, uh, well, I uh, I liked <laughs> – I didn't expect that one. <laughs> I, like, I like GR dude, out of that like region. A, dude, it's like a problem. Like, we can talk about that. It's, it's like a problem there. Like, it, it's this team that keeps winning. Uh, two state championships like I, I went to gr 
as a school, they have like five now. And baseball's two of them in the last five years. And it's like, oh, can we get some money to help with field? No. Like, okay, can we maybe get a little bit of help on the back end, you know, driving uh, um, baseball interest in incoming students? No. Like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll just keep winning state championships by ourselves then. So I, it's – sorry. I'm very passionate about it. Uh, please go on. I'm going to take GR <laughs> in that region uh, for the same reasons that you, that you did. Uh, and uh, Or not that region, goodness gracious. I'm going to take GR on that side of the Final Four to beat Rudyard. And then on the top of it, uh, I'm going to take Beale City. I think it's just a team that we know more about and – They've played a really tough schedule for a, a D4 team, I think, in comparison. And I think they've kind of ran through everyone here. Whitmore Lakes had to play around with Decatur and a couple other teams. So I'm going to go with Beale City. Uh, and then in that final from GR versus uh, Beale City, it's just so hard to pick against GR considering how they've played. Um, that being said, anything can happen in a final, right? It, it doesn't really – it's a one-game sudden death final. So – Kind of impossible to pick against GR, though, with what they've done in that region. So, uh, logically. So, I'm going to go with GR. Um, and, we've and, done, and we've done uh, – we put out polls um, immediately following the regionals being settled. We put out polls on the Twitter account, like, who wins D2, who wins D4? And, and not that we're going with public consensus on our picks or anything, but uh, I think it's relevant to, to say the results. In the D4 poll – Riverview Gabriel Richard got 35% of the vote. Beale City, 32%. Whitmore Lake, 20%. Rudyard, 13%. Um, again, not that we're using the polls for our picks, but interesting nonetheless to see what the public perception is. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, with that being said, we'll move on to D3. And we mentioned Edison earlier, and we'll, we'll get into them now. They came out of that, that quarterfinal um, in the D89 to District 92 region, um, and they had a win over Millington 5-1. to Prior to that, beat Bishop Foley 8-0, and then in that Super Regional Final, beat Algonac 9-1. Edison, a, an extremely talented team. We've talked about them ad nauseum this whole year, uh, about how the talent didn't, and how the record didn't really give justice to the talent. Um, they've just dealt with some things along the way this season, and had some certain spots they had to get better at in order for their team success to, to, to you know, reach where it's at now. And um, we always mentioned them in the same vein as all of the better teams in D3 uh, because we knew what they were capable of and still as one of the better teams of the state that could really beat anybody on any given day uh, because of guys like Greg Pace and because of guys like EJ Gregory and uh, you know Caleb Saunders and a couple other guys there that are playing really well. Um, yeah, I think it was can't remember his last name, but I think his name was Keith, the kid who had the, the grand slam to, yeah. to end up beating Liggett. So um, a lot of contributors there. And uh, the, you know, we talk about heating up at the right time, and, I mean, that's the definition of it right there. They've really found their stride. And they're not a team that's fighting, finding their stride solely because of uh, playing together, learning how to play together. They have a ton of talent, too. So when you, when you match the talent with that, I mean, that's really hard to beat. Um, and that second region, we had Westphalia come out of there. Um, beating Glancing Catholic 12-8. to They beat uh, Covenant 10 nothing the game prior, and they beat Hemlock, who was a, a big, I don't know if that was a big upset, but Hemlock was definitely a team we expected to come out of that region, uh, Brian. So beating them 6-2 to uh, was pretty telling. And then no shocker to see them move on. So hard team to pick against, uh, especially considering what they were able to do against a really good Hemlock team. Um, but that'll be an interesting matchup. And let's talk about that matchup first, Edison-Westphalia. I don't know a ton about Westphalia, but that win over Hemlock is telling, like we said. Um, it's just hard to pick against Edison's talent and the firepower they have. I know the depth isn't like lovable in a postseason format on the mound, uh, but I, I think it'll be enough to win this one and get them to that final. Yeah, and there's such an element in play of – like you. If you're doing your job as a coaching staff, your team is vastly different in June than it was in March, right? And we've talked to Coach Mark Brown from Edison on the show, and, and he's obviously a, a very esteemed teacher of baseball in Detroit and in Michigan as a whole, so like knew that Edison would be coached up. And you see it kind of as the season goes along. Like, all right, well, we start the season. We know who the star power is. Talk about Gregory. Talk about Pace, Caleb Saunders, et cetera, et cetera. But – 
you need then underclassmen to step up and, and provide depth and provide impact in some way or another. And I think that like, you know, look at guys like Marwin Matthews and then Cole Waterman, like guys like that who now are, they were always key pieces of the club, but now they're, they're playing with a little bit more confidence. They're playing with a little bit more comfortability factor. They're impacting the game more consistently and, and in bigger ways. Uh, those are two of their key arms behind Pace, behind Sanders. Like everybody kind of pitches on that team. Everybody pitches in where they need to. Uh, there's no like, you know, here's our ace. He's a PO. You know, when we practice, he goes and sits in the bullpen. Like there, there's none of that there. You know, it's a well-rounded team. Uh, they all can hit for power. It's what it seems like. You know, Greg Pace has, has turned into Superman. It feels like in the postseason. Um, think he's got a chance to be drafted really highly uh, as we move into July. That'll be one to watch. I think he's got a chance to go pretty good. He's a really damn good player. Uh, but anyways, like I said, man, it, the depth has developed. Um, they're getting more impact from one through nine, maybe not just one through four, one through five. And, and their their pitching staff is now four or five or six deep instead of two or three. And it's just that that's been fun to watch. And that's what's taken them uh, to the next level. And, and we'll talk about the bottom half of this bracket here, but I think that Edison's got to be the favorite heading into East Lansing. Uh, I will we'll talk about our picks, but uh, shouts out to coach Mark Brown shouts out to, to the entire Edison program. Congratulations guys. This is fantastic. Um, good luck in East Lansing. Keep kicking ass, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So been fun to watch for sure. In the lower half of the final four, uh, we've got Buchanan coming out of district 81 through 84. 88, 88, that one was funky. The prior bracket, it was ordered in ascending order, and the other one, it was just a random batch of numbers, so I couldn't figure out what the high number was. But anyhow, Buchanan ran through Climax Scots in the regional semi, 11-0, Mercy Donstead, 10-0, and then beat Clinton, 9-0. So if if any team has really hit the gas and made things happen in, in the postseason and pretty much showed you who they are, uh, it's Buchanan, who I, I think has to be the favorite in D3 prior to the playoffs. Now, I, I don't know who you consider on a higher pedestal than or Edison. They've certainly had more convincing wins. Edison clearly has the better win in Liggett uh, as a whole. Um, but Buchanan has gone on a pretty crazy run here, not giving up any runs at all in the regional. And I don't know if they, if they gave up many in the district either. Um, to the bottom half here, and this is who they'll play, that's Standish Sterling, as as we know, a good team from up north. And uh, is Cole Prout still there? Or did he graduate? He's still there. He's still. He's there. still. That's what I thought. I thought he was a twenty-two senior um, year. Senior year. Yeah. But wanted to confirm, and so you know they've got arguably the best bat besides maybe Greg Pace in in this one of the one of the two best bats in this uh, in this whole division and what's left of the four teams. Uh, Standish Sterling beat Beaverton nineteen to seven. That was a Wild one, and then beat Houghton, 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 sorry, Houghton, seven to three, and then beat Traverse City St. Francis, uh, eleven to zero. So Sterling, uh, you know, obviously an offensive team that, that has a high scoring output, one of the highest scoring outputs uh, in the state with uh, the teams that are left, um, and they have some bats as we know. Don't know a whole lot about what's on the mound. I don't know if you do there. Uh, however, it's just tough to pick against Buchanan because you know the train's been rolling all year. They've beaten good. I know that they don't have a like signature win in the playoffs necessarily, um, but they've beaten good teams this year. I mean, they beat CC, and C- we saw the run that CC went on, and they've beaten uh, plenty of good teams this year as well. And they've done it in convincing fashion more times than not. Uh, a very deep team, uh, a team that returned a lot of production from last year and, and has gone on runs before and, and knows the playoffs. So I'm going to go with Buchanan, Sterling. Again, Santa Sterling, it would not shock me if they win it because of how much offense can do for you in a playoff format. You look at what Michigan baseball did in the college uh, tournament mm-hmm. when they won the Big Ten tournament and then they did it and, and, and they were a reversal away from making it to a super regional, right? Uh, and they're a team that, that suffered miserably with their arms. So you, so Sterling has to have better arms than Michigan. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and, and, like, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying like better arms over – I'm not saying that Michigan's pitchers aren't better than Sterling's pitchers. I'm simply saying – or Standish, whatever you want to call it. I'm simply saying 
in comparison to the to the environment they play in. So a high school, the the Sterling High School guys versus the high school batters in comparison to Michigan's pitchers versus Michigan bat or college batters. Sterling's got to be better. Okay, just wanted to clear that up. Didn't want to be misquoted. Didn't want to get clipped or anything there. Uh, all that being said, I'm gonna take Buchanan, but Standish is a dangerous team here because of how how much firepower that offense has. How do you see things shaking out in D3, Brian? Yeah, as far as the semifinals go, I'm 100% with you. I'm going to take Edison on one side. I'm going to take Buchanan coming out of the other side. Um, Buchanan has not had a problem, including absolutely rolling an Onstead team. That's a pretty good club. Uh, you know, it, they, had, they were like 30-2 and two as well or some something. Um, yeah, Buchanan-Edison, I think it's a good matchup because I think they're very, very similar. Uh, I think they're both athletic teams. I think they're both uh, more offensive than they are pitching. I think the pitching's good. I'm not discrediting that. It's just like I think they're more built around offense. Um, I think they're all, you know, they play small ball well. They can run. They're well coached. Like there's kind of a track record of this current iteration of each team being good the last couple of years. It's they're They're all playing with confidence. I, I just think it's like, I don't think that's an obvious matchup to pick because I don't think there's like one thing that Edison does super well that uh, is is directly exploiting something Buchanan does poorly or vice versa. Uh, so I think they're they're evenly matched teams. They match up well on paper. They match up well via the eye test. Like they do similar things well. They they put emphasis on similar things, it's a good matchup. So I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a tough one to, to pick. But uh, I'm going to go with Detroit Edison um, just because of the, the confidence boost that beating a Liggett team gives them and how, how well they've played since then and, and so on and so forth. I'm going to go with Edison. I think they're rolling. I think we're going to have a city of Detroit state champion, state champion this year. That would be... Awesome and mean a lot to a lot of people in the community. But uh, conversely, Buchanan's story, also pretty similar. I think they're equally as hungry um, for that. I think the talent that Edison has outweighs the talent at the top end that Buchanan has. And what Edison can do on the base path, how clean they play defensively uh, behind the pitcher, um, you know, the shortstops in the center field, the three levels are, are covered. Uh, for them, and they have a power arm they can go to, and Greg Pace, who, in my opinion, can come in and get through pretty much anything uh, at any given time on the mound, um, and then he can go hit the crap out of the baseball. Now, that being said, Buchanan, they have a very similar uh, chance at this. This is a close, this is a really hard game to predict if we get to it, right, if, we, if it ends up being this. Buchanan and Edison, I think, and I don't know. D D two might. We're gonna to go to D two in a second, and I might back off of this. But knowing what I know in D one, after talking about D four, and gonna give D two a chance to to revive and maybe take this title. But I think this is your potential best game of of, of anything in the final four. It would be Buchanan and Edison. I think that would be an excellent game. Two awesome teams who have played um who have played well for the past two years, and both really want this to culminate into a state championship. Um, and I think that uh, it would mean a lot for both communities, maybe an equal amount. And I think the the environment of the game itself will be so exciting. So, yeah, I, I am honestly uh, hoping that's the game because I think that's the one that's going to give you the most pageantry. Um, but, again, I just I have this feeling that standing Sterling – Sterling – Woo! Sterling standing's uh, – Not even – nope. Not even yep. Standish Sterling. Sterling standing. Standish Sterling. <laughs> You say it three times, and Cole Prout will appear in your mirror. Um, yeah, I just think that their their offense might be might be a scary one. I'm just gonna move on after that debacle. But uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Buchanan. I just I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I think uh, Buchanan has the more com- maybe the more complete roster. I don't know. These rosters are so com- comparable, and when it comes to playoffs, it's so hard to analyze. I'm just gonna go with my gut here. I'm just gonna take Buchanan. Um, I think I think Acuna might be making his first appearance in a couple episodes in a moment. He's he's at my feet now. Um, so far, no meows, but that will surely happen. I heard. I actually, you know exactly who he is. I'm actually able to interpret Acuna's meows at this point, and what Acuna said, and I'll 
if you'll allow me to interpret it for the audience, what Acuna said is the baseball gods aren't real. Notre Dame won Notre because Dame they won. played, <laughs> better, than played better than Tennessee. Stop it with all this nonsense. Karma also, like, God doesn't care about baseball. He doesn't care that you think that Tennessee is disrespectful. That's so insulting to Notre Dame. Notre Dame won because they kicked Tennessee's ass, like full stop. That's what Acuna said. I was just interpreting it. Um, moving on to Division Two, Brandon. Let's uh, one of the yeah, wilder yeah, games. Just so you know, Acuna Acuna will never be misquoted. So no, 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 no. no. It's full. Like I, that was verbatim. Like I'll show you the transcript. Um, moving on to Division Two, one of the wilder games, one of the wilder super regionals took place in Division Two. Uh, Grozeal came out of the top bracket here. They beat Divine Child in, the, in that Super Regional 15-11 to in a game that Divine Child was up 7-0 and like 9-3 in. Grozeal just, hey, that sort of downriver stick to uh, that pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps mentality, even though it's Grozeal. Um, like, hey, fun game. Great job by them. Shouts out to Coach Garza. They're on to the state final. That's the first, or state semis, excuse me. That's the first time I can remember Grosseal doing that. They came out of a regional where they had to take down Milan 2-1 to one in extra innings. And they also beat Harper Woods 7-1 to one in the regional semifinal. Uh, Divine Child was rolling. Beat a really good airport team 7-6. to uh, Kind of took down Hazel Park with no problem in the regional final. And then, hey, one of those wild-ass games, um, Grosseal, kind of like we said, man, just just keep rolling, stick to itiveness, et cetera, et cetera, uh, never say die mentality there. So so shouts out to Grosseal. Um, they will match up with Grand Rapids Christian, who had no problem in the Super Regional taking down Hamilton. They had a two to one game in the regional final where they beat Vicksburg and they mercied uh, Grand Rapids South Christian in the regional semi. So Grand Rapids Christian onto that one. Um, I didn't think that one was going to be. Um, I don't know how to phrase this. I didn't think that one was going to be very contested. I kind of expected Grand Rapids Christian to roll out of that. Um, and they did. So, so shouts out to Grand Rapids Christian. We'll talk about them again in a second when we make our picks. Uh, the most fun maybe, or the most, uh, looking forward to next year type of region, uh, Forest Hills Eastern came out of that one. They beat Bay City John Glenn in the Super Regional 3-2. to two, Heck of a game. Two really damn good teams. Uh, came down to one run. I, I think base. I think Glenn had uh, the tying runner on w- with two outs or whatever, and, and ended it. But uh, either way, I think Bay City John Glenn is a team that when we talk about the Super Twenty Five for next year is going to be in the top ten. Uh, that's a really really young team comparatively. I think I read in the paper or something. They have two. They have two seniors. Uh, they're bringing back all their pitching. They had three or four freshmen start every day. Everybody's coming back. They were one swing of the bat away from a, a Final Four. I think Bay City John Glenn's going to be really, really good next year. But uh, shouts out to Forest Hills Eastern. We've had them ranked in a huge spot all year. Uh, they started out the season 24-0 and or whatever it was before they lost some games. But, but here they are into the Final Four where they will match up with Goodrich, uh, another team that's been in the, the Super 25 all year. In fact, they ended the season at number two in the Super 25 behind St. Mary's. Uh, in a great game between Noah Keller and, and Grant Garman from Flint Powers, a two two nothing game that Goodrich won. Um, really good matchup of lefties in, in that in that setting. Really good matchup of, of players who are going to play college baseball. Obviously, Noah Keller is going to Cornell. Garman will will end up playing college baseball at some point. Uh, Powers had to to beat a very good Richmond team to come out of there, uh, and they also had to beat perennial power in D two Swan Valley. Uh, Goodrich's path took them through Lamphere with relative ease and Williamston with even more ease. So uh, they didn't have much uh, competition until that final. And what, like we said, what a final it was. Goodrich 2 nothing over Powers. They are into the semifinals as well. So congratulations to the Martians. So our Division Two Final Four, Grozeal versus Grand Rapids Christian and Forest Hills Eastern against Goodrich. Brandon, who are you taking? Yeah, I think D2 is uh, another really good one. D2 and D3, I think, are going to provide you uh, the best and the best games quantity-wise because I think every game is going to be good. I think both semis will be good, and I think the finals will be good. Um, so I think D2 is the one to – or I'm sorry, I think that uh, 
D2 and D3 are the, are the ones to watch in the middle there uh, if you're looking for some some close, real crazy games, in, in my opinion. Uh, and Goodrich, let's start, I'm going to start from the bottom instead of the top here, um, just because that's where my screen is and I don't want to scroll and navigate, as you know. Uh, Forest Hills Eastern and Goodrich might be one of your better games. And I know I just talked about how in D3, uh, I think that final between Edison and Buchanan will be the best game of the day. And I'm going to stick by that, but I did mention that I'm, I'm going to get uh, pushed back a little by the matchups in, in, in D2. And no surprise, Goodrich and Forest Hills Eastern are two fantastic teams. I don't know when Noah Keller is going to throw for Goodrich. Uh, if I'm Goodrich against FHE, like I'm 180% throwing Noah Keller, get me into that you championship. Get give, yeah, yeah, get me in there. Give me the opportunity to win it. Uh, give this team a chance to win it. They've won a lot of games. Noah Keller hasn't thrown 38 games. Like, I, th- I think that's how many they've won. or They're close to that, like 35 or something. He hasn't thrown all 35. Like They've won games without him. Uh, I get it's a championship setting, but every game is a championship setting and a sudden death playoff. So I think you go with Keller in that game. And because of that, I'm going to take Goodrich to win that one because I think Noah Keller is one of the better arms in the state, regardless of division. And he's a big game thrower, too, and a leader. And uh, these guys really feed off of him. And that's no disrespect at Forest Hills Eastern with you know Jonas St. Antoine and a couple of D1 arms they have there. Uh, I think this team's as well equipped as Goodrich to win it, uh, as well equipped as Goodrich is to win this game as they are. So uh, it's just one of those things where it's the postseason and you, you got to pick a winner. It's similar to that Gross Point South and Gross Point North pre-district. Just want to remind everyone that was a uh, pre-district. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Goodrich in the bottom half here. And then at the top, Grand Rapids Christian and Grozeal. Again, Grand Rapids Christian has the pitcher. They have Kyle Remington. I don't have any questions that he's going to throw the semifinal. I think he's going to want the ball in the semifinal. Um Grozeal, I think, is the more counted out team, Brian. Why? Because they're the only team that really hasn't been at the Super 25. Actually, I shouldn't say really. It's too relative. They haven't been in the Super 25. All three teams below them have. Um, you know, And that's our measure of, of the season and all of that. But Grozeal, you can't discredit them for the regular season they had. They had some good wins. They beat Huron. Uh, plenty of other teams that they beat this year and, and played well in. I mean, they beat a 20-plus win Trenton team uh, coming out of the district and uh, beat a good Riverview team that ran through Woodhaven in the last game of the year prior to playoffs. Um, so it's just one of those things where this this game, maybe not as star power filled as the one below it, but it has the big game pitcher, Kyle Remington. And if I'm going to pick the big game pitcher in the lower half of the division, I'm going to do the same in the top half. So I'm going to go with Grand Rapids Christian with Kyle Remington to get them there. And then Goodrich versus uh, Grand Rapids Christian, man. That's going to, I think if we get there, it'll be a great one. Uh, I'm going to side with Goodrich because I think this team is equipped to win this division better than any team left in it just because of the balance they have both offensively, defensively, and on the mound. Um, they've proven they can win games with or without Noah Keller on the mound, so they're not so much one-arm reliant. I don't know if I can say the same about Grand Rapids Christian just because I don't. They, they've lost more games. They had a real bit, little bit of a rocky regular season. They've been far more vulnerable uh, than Goodrich, albeit with a schedule that's probably a bit tougher. Um, but the wear and tear here is just that I think Goodrich uh, is going to win this game with the momentum that they have. But to play devil's advocate before I hand it off to you, Brian, the, the one point you can make is that Grand Rapids Christian has has been pretty much relaxing with their feet up uh, the past weekend while Goodrich was you know in dogfights uh, trying to get through. Uh, well, I shouldn't say they were in dogfights. They had one dogfight. <laughs> they won seven nothing and fourteen one prior to that. Uh, but they had to win. They had to win two nothing in that in that um, super regional. Meanwhile, Grand Rapids Christian was fourteen twoing it and twelve twoing it prior, but also had that two one game against Vicksburg. So I guess at the end, it's really a moot point, and I just contradicted myself uh, in live audio right in front of you. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm taking Goodrich to beat Grand Rapids Christian after that long, long breath and babble. Um, so with that being said, Ryan, who do you got uh, winning this one? Um, I agree with your semifinal picks. I'm going to take Goodrich over Forest Hills Eastern, um, but not, man, that's almost, almost talked myself out of it there for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Goodrich over Forest Hills Eastern, but that's a hell of a game, man. Like that's, I'm going to be watching that game from somewhere. Um, and I will take Grand Rapids Christian over Grosseal as far as the other semifinal go. But I think that, uh, you have to like it. 
Sparky Anderson said you don't know anything about a team until 40 games into a season, right? I think that's like the legendary quote or whatever. So that's how we kind of look at MLB base, you know, MLB, whatever, the Tigers, for example. Like, well, tough start, blah, blah, blah. Let's wait till 40 games in. Okay, 40 games in. Oh, yeah, they are bad. Okay. Uh, but anyways, with, with high school teams, I think that, like, you don't play enough games to draw a meaningful sample from any sort of, like, arbitrary endpoint grab of games. But I think that when you get to this point, here we are in the Final Four, I think that you can absolutely make a case that the hottest team, regardless of the best team, but the hottest team is the favorite. And I think the hottest team right now is Grand Rapids Christian. I think that they are – it took them a while to get going. They started the season in the Super 25, fell out of it. They were losing games they probably shouldn't have lost – but I, I think the offense took a little while to get going, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're rolling right now. Feels like every time I look at Twitter, Jackson Isaacs hit a tank or something. Uh, we talk about Remington all the time, like one of the best players in the state. Um, I, I just, I'm going to go with them because I think they're the hot hand. And I think we saw last year with Grand Blank, like it didn't matter. They were the hot hand. They were playing together. They had the mojo. Um, and they went and they were just kicking everybody's ass. And it didn't matter what the regular season meant because here we are, we're hot right now. This is all you got to do is lose once and you're done. So I, I'm going to roll with Grand Rapids Christian as my pick there. Uh, although and we talked about this man, like this is the hardest one to pick because I could literally see any of the four. I, I think in the other divisions, there's one or two schools. You're like, ah, they're not as good as the other two in the bracket or whatever. But at, right now, man, D2, I could, any of the four I could see winning the state final. And I think that's exactly what you want it to be, right? Like, that's how you want it to be. You want this to be a not, like, procedural where, okay, well, yeah, blah, 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 so-and-so's going to win, great, we're all excited. Uh, but it's more, this is this is what we're, what we're here for, man. So I'm excited to watch it. Uh, we talked about, I wanted to actually bring back up the, uh, the polls that we did on Twitter. Um, if you'll allow me just a brief moment to pull this back up, because we talked about D4. I didn't mention it when we finished D3, so I want to do that first. Uh, in Division Three, uh, who wins the D3 state championship? 267 votes. Detroit Edison with 58%, Buchanan with 27%, uh, Westphalia with 9 and Standish Sterling with 6 So the people out there definitely agree that Edison and Buchanan is going to be the Final Four. Uh, agree or excuse me the final game they agreed with us and now I'll do D2 as well poll who wins the D2 state title Goodrich with 247 votes Goodrich earned the most votes they have 38 percent and then right after that it is all lumped together Forest Hills Eastern at 23 percent GRC at 20 percent and Grozeal at 19 percent so I think that's that's actually pretty indicative of how we feel about it is like all right one or two of these teams we feel like maybe has a slight edge, but then we have no idea. So it's it, it's going to be fun to watch either way. Um, let's flip over to Division One. We always start with D1, so I'm glad we started with D4 today. That was nice of us, I think. Um, but it's, D, good, D, it's a good thing to switch it up. It was yeah, much easier. So Division One, uh, it kind of went the way we expected it to go in a couple different places, but at the top, I know I expected Northville to come out of the top bracket, and they won the regional final over Brighton nine to three, got into the quarterfinal, and then Lakeview kind of rolled them a little bit seven to two. Battle Creek Lakeview, it's not exactly like an ass kicking, but it's not really close either. Um, Lakeview had beaten a really good Skyline team two to one. Then they took down Monroe in what was a really good game, 7-5. to five. And then Northville, 7-2. to two. So Battle Creek Lakeview is on to the final, or the semifinal. Um, then in the second bracket, this went how we expected it to. At Gross Point North comes out of there, heading to the final four. Uh, Clinton Township, Chippewa, is that Chippewa Valley? Yeah, Chippewa Valley. Uh, when there's so many words in the school name, it cuts off on the website, and I, I just don't know. But anyways, Chippewa Valley. Kind of a we, – we talked about this with Coach Greasebond. We've talked about this a bunch. Chippewa Valley, man, regional champs after, what was that, a last place finish in their league? Like, that's awesome. That's cool as hell. And the craziest part of it all is that Gross Point North, who they played in the Super Regional, and North won 5-0 over Chippewa Valley. However, North – and I can't – 
Gosh, I wish I had the Mac website up. The colors in the Mac are all over the place. I can't keep up with which one's which. Um, on, however, I got, it, I got it saved as a bookmark. What are we looking for? This is great radio. Uh, we're looking for the <laughs> the division standings for their Mac because Chippewa Valley and uh, Gross Point North are in the same division of the Mac, and yes. North finished first, and Chippewa Valley finished last in that division. But they're categorized by color and i can never keep up with which color that's that's not quite true now hold on in the white division of the mac gross point north won with a 12 and 3 record chippewa valley was fifth but not last they were five and ten utica was last at three and twelve um but either way regardless that is a near near the two teams that play in the league and one of them was way better than the other and then here we are you got to meet in the state quarters because chippewa valley went on a run but that's cool as hell regardless um so shout obviously gross point north there moves on to the to the state semis they will play against battle creek lakeview uh down here this one i thought was a little bit of an upset uh i had matawan coming out of this one uh, Matt, while, I, uh, while you're there, Brian, not to interrupt you, but while you're there, I have to correct. I have to correct a comment from the last division because I confused Classic. Traverse City got me last year. This year, it's going to get me with Forest Hills. Northern is where Saint Antoine and the two D ones mm-hmm. are. They're, they're Forest Hills Northern. Forest Hills Eastern was the team that was ranked in our top ten all year. However, I just misspoken on the personnel. Just want to clear that up before you go into it. Go ahead. So shout. So we apologize to the Forest Hills community at large because there's seven schools in forest <laughs> but anyways um yeah this one i thought was a little bit of an upset forest hills northern coming out of this one heading to the state semis they took down matawan seven to six in a game that matawan was up i believe um I think matawan was up six to three late and, and northern stormed back and, and obviously one clinched their way to the final four so a really good regional here like a lot of really tight spreads close games um Forest Hills Northern had to be Granville 6 to 5 uh, as well as um Matawan having to beat Midland to 7 to 6 and Matawan also had to take down Hudsonville 5 to 2 like these were all very close games with really good teams I thought this one was the hardest one to pick uh, of the four uh, last week when we we were on the show but but either way Forest Hills Northern coming out of that great season to to Matawan fell up fell just short and then the bottom part of the D1 bracket here, this was the regional that Brandon and Chad Bush called on the prep, if you were watching, and many of you were. Um, Detroit Catholic Central and Heartland. Heartland uh, won that one 5-4 to four in what was an outstanding game. Uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's beat Lake Orion 8-1, to one, and then St. Mary's rolled Heartland 7 to nothing in the final. So St. Mary's 42-0, and 0, marching on. Um, they are, in fact, 42-0, and not 41-0, and as has been reported in, in various papers and online publications. They are 42-0, and and if they win their final two games, they will set the state record for wins with 44. But either way, St. Mary's Forest Hills Northern, Gross Point North against Lakeview. Brandon, I am rolling with a St. Mary's Gross Point North final as my projection. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pick against the champs. Go Eaglets. Didn't think you would. Um, hard not to though again we always we always like joke like playfully talk about how you coached at st mary's and um we talk about how teams if if they're going to beat st mary's and how they can beat them or if they're going to beat them and it's hard to come up with reasons um i think that's fair and i think because of what they've done uh dating back to last year and into this year i think a lot of people are starting to kind of back off the whole oh you know this this team's not as blah, blah, blah. I think we've all pretty much accepted that they're this imposing force that's continued to prove themselves time and time and again um, without any pause. So uh, hard to pick against them. So in the bottom half here, I'm just going to stick with what you said, St. Mary's and Forest Hills Northern. Um, I just don't think Forest Hills Northern has the firepower to, to push them back. Um, I think that Forest Hills Northern is one of the more talented teams in Division One. That's why the, that's what got them here. You're a bit you, you love that that point talent, um, and that's a team that didn't win as many games as we expected in the regular season necessarily. But again, like the talent is playing really well for them in the season that matters most, and that is uh, the postseason. Also, Cunha uh, running through my blinds is really spicing up the background noise here. Cold weather bats. Uh, and on that note. Uh, we since the episode got deleted, 
Super Producer James is not available this week, so Super Producer Brandon is going to go behind mm-hmm. the scenes and try to make things happen. So don't expect this to sound like amazing and incredible as you're used to. Uh, however, just know we went through hula hoops and leaps and bounds to make sure this episode wasn't lazy and went out. So hopefully you appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to donate like three or four grand to Cold Weather Bats so we can both buy fancy new laptops and have dope equipment and yeah i mean feel free like I, my family uh, we'll take is, this thing like we'll start covering <laughs> baseball everywhere if you donate and we get new laptops and like i mean dude i will we already have new microphones uh if we got new laptops and like a soundboard and a whole deal dude i will take me tell me anywhere you want me to go in the country or internationally for baseball and i'll probably do it if if we yeah. have that sort of equipment like we'll take this thing to the moon if you want like podcasts are <laughs> absurdly huge and we are on the smallest scale possible we're talking about a three-month sport in a non-primary state for it at the amateur level hell yeah it's a niche baby it's a niche that's a pigeonhole if i've ever heard one so anywho uh <laughs> orchard lake i think is going to beat uh four seals northern and then at the top hey Look, I think Lakeview might win, to be honest, uh, because like whenever things are obvious, they're not, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, you're thinking, okay, we haven't heard a ton about Lakeview. We know they have a good program year in and year out, but we haven't heard a ton about Lakeview this year. But they quietly beat a Skyline team, 2-1, to one, that gave them a scare, a hot Skyline team. Uh, shout out to Coach Evans for taking them a lot further than any uh, coach before him, so great for him. Uh, Lakeview then beat a excellent Monroe team who knocked out Woodhaven, mind you, 3-1. to one. They beat Monroe 7-5, to five, uh, putting up a lot of runs on a, on a Monroe team that is stocked with good arms. And then in the Super Regional, they beat former number two and stuck around the top five for the majority of the year, Northville, convincingly, 7-2. to two. Lakeview's resume is, and and here's here's my point. Go look at what Gross Point North had to do. They played De La Salle, barely hang on two to one. Got and and I think they would tell you this. Got outplayed, but walked out with a win. Are they the more talented team? Yes, I think so, hundred percent. However, they probably should have won that game by more, but largely got outplayed, but still won two to one. I think De La Salle left bases loaded twice in that game, uh, and then they go play Groves, a team who had to beat U of D five to one. And they beat them 7-4. to four. And again, Groves pushed back a lot, but just couldn't execute. Again, North's talent was getting them there. Uh, and then Chippewa Valley, they beat 5 nothing. And again, Chippewa Valley, we know the story. But there's no question that Monroe and Northville are better teams than any of those teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think any of those teams stack up with M- Monroe and Northville. Monroe and Northville are two teams that realistically could have made this Final Four. Uh, 110%, that, that region was stacked. As much as the one that St. Not maybe, maybe not as much as the one that St. Mary's is in, but it's really the only one that can compare. Um, so yeah, Girls Point North. It depends which side you want to see it. Is the wear and tear going to get to Lakeview with how many good teams they've played, or is the lack thereof with North going to get them rolled? I think it's going to go one way or the other, honestly, because the paths have been so different. Um, but we always go back to one thing, Brian, and that's the arms that Girls Point North has. And what's the difference between the arms that Monroe had uh, in that game against Lakeview and the arms that Gross Point North had? It's rest. It's rest, really. You know, you had a Wednesday to uh, Wednesday to Saturday turnaround to play against Lakeview. If you're Monroe, we don't. I, I don't know for sure if Monroe was going to save their ace or thinking about saving their ace or, or what happened there. However, North, I just think has a, a higher quantity of arms and a higher quality uh, at the very top. And then at that, they're getting a whole week's rest before they have to go play this game. So. Um, yeah, I just it's hard to pick against North. Drew Hill is absolutely lit on fire uh, in the in the Saturday regional final slash super regional. He was seven for eight with three triples. Um, I think was his final tally at the plate. So I mean, he's just on fire. He's one of the better hitters left out of these four teams, um, and and he's a big game hitter too. So you talk about Brennan Hill behind him, and he's been on fire. He had a couple of doubles on Saturday too, and they've got. Uh, Jake Tedesco is throwing well on the mound. They've got a great backstop in Luke Babcock. So it's hard to pick against a team that has the depth they have, the seniors that they have. All I mean, a lot of upperclassmen for the most part. Um, so I'm going to go with Gross Point North in the top. But 
Again, I think a lot of people are kind of just auto going to North there because they don't know a ton about Lakeview, but Lakeview has a has played some tough games. Uh, I think they're better battle tested in this uh, postseason against better teams. I don't know if that's going to um, be enough for them to beat North though. And then on the bottom half, again, went with St. Mary's. So St. Mary's versus North, we both have the same final. Um, again, though, I just want to stress, would not be shocked if it's Lakeview. I can't go against St. Mary's no matter who it is, though, uh, because of what they've done this year, time and time again, proving themselves, the arms that they have, um, you know, through their bullpen. I mean, when 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 Nolan Higgins is like your number four, that kid could go be an ace any anywhere, anywhere. His stuff is filthy, like disgusting, and he's like their you know three four guy out of the. I mean, he's probably the number. Would you say the number one guy out of the pen besides Jolly? I mean, Jolly's kind of like slotting that closer role, but yeah. as far as like a middle innings guy, like. Higgins yeah. is probably up there. Is one of the better ones. I know that there's time and places for Skrupski to come in, and there's time and places for him for Higgins to come in, and there's time and places for, um, you know, Donovan to come in and, and all that. But I, I just feel like he's probably your best middle innings guy out of the pen, yep. and you need that in the playoffs. Like let's say, yep. who knows? Maybe Forest Hills Northern has allowed first inning. Um, you know, Lakeland nearly did, and West Bloomfield nearly did. So maybe that happens. They they're they're so well equipped to to win postseason games for their talent, of course, on the offensive side. But they're they're able to go to guys like Higgins out of the pen, and, and like that's that's a huge advantage. So uh, I'm going to take them to beat North just because I offensively, I think they're going to hit the ball well uh, I, because it really hasn't happened yet. This playoff, like they really haven't had a game where it's just been like a clean like ping, 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 ping all day. Um, there was like certain areas where they did. I mean, of course, West Bloomfield they kind of heated up in the end there. Once the they, once West Bloomfield had to go, or I'm sorry, once Lakeland had to go to like their third guy, they started to hit the ball well. But um, you know, it was three nothing against Heartland in the in the fifth inning, and uh, you know West Bloomfield was was keeping them honest there um, for a moment too. So I think they're waiting on that game to explode, and why not be the state final when you're probably going to see Gross Point North number two or three? And while I think that's gonna maybe end up being Brennan Hill, and I think he's a fantastic pitcher, I just think that this lineup has seen so many lefties during the playoffs. Like they're it's starting they're starting to get used to it, I think. They're starting to like understand like, all right, so we're just gonna keep seeing these guys. And you start to pick up the ball out of the hand a lot better the more and more that you have to see it. And they just went, you know, five, six innings against it on Saturday, uh, against Heartland. Same thing against Lake Orion, going five, six innings against it against uh Evan Waters. So um yeah, I just think the St. Mary's team is, is gonna be too much uh, for North, but a fantastic run for a North team that we consistently mentioned was talented enough to do this, and sure enough, they did. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a fantastic final. I, I should, I'm hoping to, I, I'm not going to be able to make the semis, but I'm hoping to spend most of Saturday in East Lansing to watch the finals. So I'm hoping I'll be, be able to do that. But either way, Brandon, here we are, Be man. in East Lansing, potentially? Maybe, yeah. Oh, dude! If you're gonna be there, then I'm gonna be there. We gotta do a, we gotta do a meet and greet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Please don't take that don't, serious don't, if you're listening. Donate four thousand dollars to our laptop fund, and Brian will shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, I'll sign your, I'll sign your uh, microphone if you bring like a replica mic. I'll sign it for you. Brandon will give you card advice. Oh, geez. All right, moving on. <laughs> Thanks anyways. for tuning into the show today. <laughs> <laughs> that it, those are our picks. Uh, let's let's uh, let's recap quickly. In D one, Brandon and I both took St. Mary's. In D two, I took Grand Rapids Christian, and Brandon took Goodrich. In D three, I took Detroit Edison, and Brandon took Buchanan. And in D four, we were once again in lockstep with Riverview Gabriel Richard. Um, man, been a hell of a season. I, I'm not going to wax too poetic yet because we'll do that on the recap show next week. Um, but either way, just wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening and, and interacting with us and leaving us comments on, on the podcast stuff, even if it's a negative comment. Um, all of that stuff helps us grow. We, we knew coming into this when we started this that like, hey, this is not going to be something with like uh, never ending growth potential because like we're literally just talking about a three month sport in a cold weather state, uh, you know strictly on the amateur side we barely even talk about college anymore uh but either way it's the growth has been awesome like not even talking from a selfish perspective it's just been like so cool to see that like there's other people out there who are passionate about the stuff that brandon and i would just text to each other anyways uh, so that's been cool that, that, to see the 
the excitement of that. Uh, we hope we've, we've been a good voice. But either way, Brandon, uh, take us out, man. Let's roll. State finals are coming. We'll see you in East Lansing. Good luck to everybody playing. You're in the Final Four. Enjoy it. Uh, stay locked in this week. I know it's tough to stay locked in for three or four days of practice before you got to play again. Uh, you're kind of practicing with a pit in your stomach of nerves and so on and so forth, and, and I get it. Stay locked in. Um, take good BPs. Listen to your coach. Don't get drunk on Tuesday night on a boat and do something stupid. That can wait until after the finals. Um, yeah, man. Here we go. With all that being said, it's playoffs. It's over with this Saturday. Final four. Who's going to win? We'll talk about it next week. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ColdWeatherBats. Interact with us about the playoffs. Go make a vote on who you think is going to win. Do whatever you want. Interact with the show. Interact with the accounts. We love it. We'll talk to you guys next week. And when we do, we'll be recapping the season. And we'll be telling you the four state champions. And hopefully we'll have some players on from each team of those state championship teams. And we appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you next week.